We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Uh, welcome back to the Banana Slam Jaren podcast, guys. Uh, how you doing, monkeys? It's been a while. I'm uh, I'm doing pretty well. You know, the, the lower division of the DPC is going pretty chill for us, and I ended up starting my YouTube like I told you I was going to do after months and months of <laughs> what's your uh, what's your experience so far with the with the tube of the U? It's uh, I mean, it's honestly pretty chill. I'm like I'm mostly hands off. I just kind of stream and uh, one of my mods puts like timestamps of my stream for my editor to then put on YouTube. So like I don't actually do too much with it myself, which is pretty nice. But uh I, I don't know. It's 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 difficult or trying to make like YouTube worthy content consistently. But uh, for the most part, it's 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 been pretty chill. Yeah, it puts like a little bit of an extra stressor. I've noticed like yeah. I, I you're just like thinking, could this be content? It's like in the back yeah. of your mind the whole time. But uh, for the most part, you kind of get used to it. But uh, yeah. the, the hardest part is to like not become like obsessed with YouTube content. It's like don't do things just for the content, you know, then you turn into Jenkins. But uh <laughs> no, I uh I'm glad to hear you're doing the YouTube, man. I'm glad to hear you're getting into the I mean, it's yep. just more exposure, right? It's, yeah, uh, for, for, I, I mean, I, I'm I'm never going to regret it. It's just, you know, it, it's just it, it, it's I feel like it's going to get difficult at some point because I, I just competing and doing content in general can can be a stressor in its own right, basically. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not going to regret it. YouTube is definitely it's 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 going to be an interesting endeavor. And, you know, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, for all the people uh, wondering what was happening with Monkeys Forever's cam here, I, whenever I apparently tab out a Discord briefly, it uh, 
quickly turns his my, his webcam off and back on. So we'll just not do that for like the next you know thirty or forty minutes. Uh, but yeah, no, I I think the Dota community dra- desperately needs the content creation that a lot of streamers have started doing. I know you got into it. Kezu's gotten into it. I think Excalibur is doing it too. Oh, I think yeah. I think you got like Lukey Lukey Jenkins uh, Speed. I mean, oh, you you even Koikva, uh, even though he he streams rarely, you know he he has a YouTube channel going nowadays. Um, also, I, I saw Arteezy, he he started a YouTube channel. He has an editor for it as well. So, uh, I uh, I think the biggest thing about Dota right now is that the DP. Okay, we can talk. We're going to segue this a bit, but the DPC setup is a little bit. A lot of the T run players aren't enjoying it too much, so like the way it's kind of crippling the ability to play like multiple tournaments throughout the course of the year because it lasts yeah. so long and all that kind of stuff. But the content creation side of Dota, I feel like finally coming to life. I finally, yeah. like a lot of people are saying, are you scared with what Valve's doing with Dota to be like, you know, the future of Dota's doomed or whatever. I feel like more people are watching Dota streams now. Like if you, since when is NA had a view, has it had, had, yeah, had a streamer with like 8,000 viewers, like Mason's, yeah, you know, the first one true. other than Arteezy that, you know, he's the first one that consistently streams and it hasn't really hurt my viewership. You know, you'd think like maybe these people are just watching him instead of other people. But like I'm pretty much getting the same viewership I've always gotten. I see you're getting pretty decent viewership, too. I see um, people like Gunner when they sign on getting viewers and yeah. just seems like there's overall more people watching Dota, more people absorbing streams, content, YouTube. So that aspect of Dota is great. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Excuse me. <laughs> My throat is dry. But uh, I've been talking a little bit too much, uh, you know, based on my casting critiques, KickW. But uh, yeah, no, but what do you think? You know, we'll just segue into the what I wanted to have the primary discussion to be is like, how are you feeling about the DPC setup and all that kind of stuff this season? Um, I mean... So I I definitely think like on one hand this DVC season is like super good for trying to you know get new talent into into the smaller regions and stuff like North America like South America like CIS I mean some people may argue CIS isn't that small but I I do think there has been a lack of new talent in CIS as well um, so I, I think on that aspect like this new DVC season is really good because, you know, it, it gets more money f- circulating in like the tier two, tier three scenes. And it actually gives players a chance to, you know, ma- make money doing what they love and, you know, potentially being able to focus more of their time on Dota and, you know, actually getting some return out of, you know, being the top 0.1% of the region, even because in the past, it literally like for North America, for example, if you weren't EG or Quincy crew, you weren't going to a LAN event or making money or anything really. So I think on, on that hand, it, it, it's, it's good, but, uh, as you kind of mentioned, you know, for, for the tier one teams like EG, like Quincy crew, like, uh, like all the, the teams that were going to majors, or, right. Yeah, all yeah, the teams yeah, that yeah. were previously making money. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're definitely going to be struggling because you know, there's not going to be as much international competition. There's not going to be as many tournament or like third party tournaments because each season runs on for such a long time and, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So there, 
there are definitely issues with it um for sure uh I, like again i i enjoy seeing valve actually kind of give a shit about the tier two tier three scene for once and don't get me wrong that's amazing but uh it, it like I, I feel like anytime Valve does something good for the scene, it's like they're taking taking something away. Like like they're taking away tier the tier one teams like potential for just playing good Dota more consistently, and it, it's kind of like it's kind of frustrating because I I do feel like there is a, a middle ground where you can kind of have the best of both worlds, but um yeah I I, I don't know. And the fact of the matter, in my opinion, is that. There's forty million dollars that is going to that TI <laughs> rather than like theoretically going to TI rather than like come on man first place for qualifying is like thirty thousand like yeah that's over six and, weeks that's that's first place you're literally the best in your region and you're gonna make six thousand each minus like coach cuts minus organization cuts for six weeks like and, it's and it's also, a, it's laughable like yeah, at the end of the day it's no, fucking no, laughable and, i think this is good go ahead sorry sorry i i don't want to i don't i just want to add on to that real quick and also if you get bottom eight at the major you make zero extra dollars yeah oh i forgot i even how, forgot about that because i'm not going to the major how insane is that like so even if you do qualify for the major if you get bottom eight you're you, you're getting that 30k you're, or whatever. you're literally only getting the 30k for qualifying like that is uh, I feel like there's just such simple solutions, VSJ. There I mean, it's the fucking is. dream for, like, Tier 2 players who weren't on teams or Tier yeah. 3 players who weren't on teams because now you're just making money, and it's like Division 2 is barely less money than Division 1, so you're just, yeah. like, you know, guaranteed, like, two or $3,000 a piece, and quite frankly, in NA, that's, like, you know, you, it's just a bunch of pub stacks. Like, there's no actual team in the tier two i even saw like i'm casting obviously eu and cis a lot of those teams are just stacks as well um but yeah like for that it's great yeah. but like come on like it, it, the, the thing is that this isn't some new discussion a lot of people have said this in the past it's been said many times valve just doesn't give a shit man like they just don't give a shit like they yeah. they're making money from the dota scene and they seem like they're just apathetic and fucking done and it's like the content side of things as long as dota is getting patched it'll always be there people seem to love playing and love watching dota like they love like the game as like a passion getting better like grinding i think the toxicities like kind of come down a little bit the problem is that there's still like five or ten percent of people that seem like they're the type that like are ranked 200 300 that didn't get into dpc and they just seem pissed or something you know like i don't know um lately i've just had most people being better but then like the the people who grief are just way worse like that's what i've had the last like i just got done with a game where the offlane legion is just zero and eight and brown boots midas and uh, you know it's like and everyone's everyone's griefing is just way worse right now um but like i i think people like I, I don't see what motivation people have like okay so you're giving the tier two scene money right like this is how i look at it you're giving these eight through 16th teams money but why would they dedicate more than like one or two scrims a week to get anything more like why like why would they try you know they're never gonna beat EG. They're never gonna beat Quincy Crew. Like, uh, well, I, I mean, I, I like on that hand, I, I don't nest. Like, I do think team like 
teams can get there with 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 practice over time. Don't 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 get me wrong. I I truly do believe that that the the more spread out like prize pool, while maybe it is a bit too far because like what is it? The top fourteen teams of each region is getting you know yeah top 14 i think bottom two uh, of bottom division don't get money yeah yeah so so it's at least like seven thousand for the top 14 teams of each region um wait wait wait, which is like that that may be too far for for you know how how every single team is getting getting money like like just a bit but um i I do think that like it it does it does encourage these teams at, at least to an extent to you know improve over time and actually you you know aim aim for stuff like that of like all right maybe if we like we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, talk talk to people better than us and understand concepts that we don't really understand as a team yet. And like we actually aim to improve, like maybe we, we will get to a point that we can take games off of, you know, or, and I mean, I would definitely suggest baby steps of you know maybe we'll be able to beat the zoomers or team undying or sad boys and or like take a game off of them or then maybe beat them in a match and then you know kind of like work your way up from there like all right we're going to be quincy now and then and then you know work work your way up to eg right like and it's not just going to be like oh we're we're going from beating lukey lukey stack to beating eg and within a week like that that, that's not how that's not how dota is going to Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to open your free account and start winning Instant Karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I guess my question for you, since like you guys are probably top two or three, if not best, of the Division Two region, uh, like how much are you guys practicing? 
Like how much is your team uh, talking about Dota scrimming? Well, scrimming, we're actually scrimming six days a week right now. Really? Um, you guys are going yeah. hard, huh? Yeah. Uh, and uh, like we're talking Dota. I, I mean, here, here and there, it's pretty much whenever there's like a good Division One uh, game on when we're all on, on at the same time of like EU or NA, then we all like hop on Discord and watch the game together and just kind of talk about dota together but you guys are in division two right like people are saying yeah. you're Divi- okay yeah, yeah people are saying you're division one sorry i was just confirming no we're not division one okay. um but 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 i mean at the same time you know we like four four out of five of our players have gone to lands previously and like you know we we do feel like we ha- are all competitive players so like we you, you know we we want to be ready for Division One, uh, assuming that we are going to be able to make it there. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't want to act cocky or anything, but like we we certainly believe that we can top two the lower division this season. So we want. Yeah, to- you guys have a solid roster, and if you guys are putting in the work, I, I don't see why you wouldn't. A lot of these guys are just stacks that have no real competitive experience. So. Yeah, yeah, which, which, which is like. Uh, on one hand, I feel like it's really good for for the stacks that don't really have competitive experience because, like, I I do feel like there are uh, honestly, I feel like there are a lot of people. Uh, I, I'm I'm just gonna refer to North America right now. I feel like there's a lot of people on competitive teams in North America who are like more than willing to help, like the 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 worst players improve if 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 people just like approach them or, and are like hey i have this question about dota or this question about map movements or this question about drafting like so so many of the competitive players that i know on like these these division 1 teams and and to an extent like uh, e- even some of the m- more experienced players on the division 2 teams like they they are more than w- willing to just like talk Dota with people if you if you're humble enough to like ask a question to someone. But the issue with so many people in this region is nobody wants to ask a question because they're like, "Oh no, I'm already the greatest Dota player ever." Like I, <laughs> I just got out of a pub with Charismic. You know, he's like a nice staple of that. Yeah. Uh, nah, I. Uh, nah, I. I think there's a lot of positive things that have come in NA in the last, in like the recent past. I actually plan to make like a video update because people are like, yeah, BSJ, the guy that just hates NA. And I'm like, I don't like fucking hate NA, man. It's just like, you know, I've been in this culture for a while and there's just too many griefers at this point. And there's too many people who, the problem I see in NA right now are like generally improving is that the role queue is a serious issue. There's like, 50 people between rank 200 and 400 that are like only one role and whenever they get matched with like top 100 players they don't get that role because they're like a mid or a carry player you put them on support and they're like supporting against like you know bulba kit rack or some shit and then you just you just fucking lose the game because they have no idea what they're doing and then on the other hand you have i feel like a real big problem no offense to all the other mids especially you know one on your team or anybody else's team you have like five elite mid players, and I feel like in there, if they're in the game, and one of those other mid players ain't in the game, the game's a stomp. Like that's what it feels like right now. That's what it's felt like in the NA region for a while. I don't actually know. I feel like the gap has just opened a lot, and I think what you're saying is what is necessary to close this gap, or like to like make it just a better region in general. Yeah. Um, but I don't really know, like, the solution other than getting people to fucking talk, like you said. Like, get people to work together, band I, together. 
Um, well, well, I think I think it's something that just kind of comes with time. Like, uh, I, again, I, I feel like uh, North America specifically has has just been so starved for like any any attention for for the tier two tier three scene because like there truly just hasn't been anything in the scene for like since the beginning of dota being formed or like competitive dota there it's literally just like north america has been looked at as like eg plus the extra team and now whether that's been like team np uh quincy crew uh i, I think J-Storm. Um, yeah yeah j storm at one point uh uh flying or fighting pandas i think or flying yeah, panda, fighting I, pandas i think yeah but, yeah, yeah but but i mean like you know that there, there's always been that plus one team and then there's been eg and that that's literally like what north america has been for so long and now and now a lot of these a lot of these players who have been you know quote unquote up and coming for a long ass time they're finally getting put in the spotlight a little bit and you know they're playing they're playing these leagues over 6 weeks or or whatever and you know they're actually competing for money and it it feels really good for them because of like they're finally getting some payback for for committing so much of their lives to this to this really really stressful game but now now it's kind of like they they have to go the extra step of you know actually putting putting themselves out there to be able to improve like like even more and like you know talk to players better than them and be like okay like or or, or rather like coming to the understanding of okay i'm not the greatest player ever there's still a ton for me to learn and you know just just talking to people better than them and like just being like all right, like I, I really don't understand this aspect of the game. Can you help me out here? And I, I to to any any of the people who watch our podcast that are in in the position that I'm talking or talking about, like tr- truly, I I do implore you to like reach out to better players and just just talk to them because I I promise you, so many people in the scene are willing to talk Dota. <laughs> they really really are. <laughs> yeah, I encourage it too. I think. Uh... It, the upper tier players have actually come a long way in the last like year or so. I think people are more approachable, uh, more like just more about the greater good of the region rather than keeping. Like obviously they're gonna keep things to themselves when it comes to like yeah. super yeah, secretive. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I, pub, I'm, you know, I'm not. I'm not saying they're gonna like reveal every single strategy and they're gonna be like, oh, this is how you beat Quincy Crew. Like we always make this movement at six minutes with a six minute rune towards the mid tower to force a reaction. Then we all go top. Like they're they're not gonna go that in depth for you, but yeah, I mean, they're definitely gonna like help you understand of like, oh, you know. So on five minutes uh, siege creeps, like your team as a collective whole should be kind of talking about like what are we gonna do for these five minute siege creeps and bounty runes? If anything, like are we gonna try and force a rotation? Are we gonna try and make this movement uh, top and you know get this kill or on on their carry lichen so he gets a slower necro book timing and we don't get overwhelmed at the eleven minute necro three timing? Like you know there, there, there's just there's so many small things that you, you can you can just kind of think about and and like oh with power runes our mid should rotate or or our support should rotate to mid with the power runes and you know actually make plays off of them like there's so many micro timings in dota that you you really do have to just kind of always think about and always be on top of and it just it helps it helps so much for teams to to think like that and 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 to to kind of like go off of that and I, I'm not I'm not trying to specifically call Lukey Lukey out or anything, but like there there's been multiple Do it. times 
there, there's been multiple times that I've I personally have reached out to Luki because Luke Luki, you know, he he's gone to 9K MMR before and like you know, no, everybody gives Luki shit, but like I truly think that Luki is a pretty decent mechanical player when like he understands the heroes that he's playing. But like I you can't argue like that with Pango, like with Pango, he really does understand Pango to a T because you know he he just plays it so much. But what Luki struggles with is Dota concepts and you know what to actually do with certain certain level timings and stuff like that. And I've reached out to Luki multiple times, just being like, Luki, I am more than willing to just sit down with you and like go over Dota concepts and just talk Dota with you and like try and help you improve. And I've probably done that three times now. And he has never taken me up on it. And it's just like, that that's the type of thing that is so frustrating to me. Because it's like, I i don't know. I, I, I feel like, I feel like people like Luki are, are kind of the, the future of the scene. And, and like, you know, the, the people who really should be trying to understand Dota at a higher level. And, and then like, you just, you just see them not, not, take up offers like that and just continue to be in the same echo chamber they have been <laughs> like my heart is racing right now dude Woo, we got a 50 times one <laughs> Boom. i love how pretty it is ignition and it's good it's very good what two years now i want to say yeah people will probably like clip this to lukey lukey or some shit you know, but here's I, yeah, here's lukey lukey in a nutshell i'm gonna give you me or something. i'm giving you a one sentence description of lukey lukey he sees creep wave he farms creep wave doesn't matter doesn't matter like where his team is showing doesn't matter what the enemy team is doing doesn't matter like what his hero's job in the game is like he's actually me six years ago like I made it to top 10 back when Troll Warlord was broken and I was spamming the shit out of it because all I did was go from creep wave to creep wave, creep camp to creep camp, hitting creeps as fast as humanly possible. And like back then, I had no fucking concept of knowing what each creep wave meant, what like each lane meant, like what my job in the game was or the team aspect of Dota. I had absolutely no concept of it. What's showing on a wave actually means? Yeah, what information in the game is being presented to me? I I had no concept of that. And I I, like, it took me like two or three years minimum to like actually acknowledge I needed to learn these things. So I understand that. Like I get why he thinks the way he does. But that's just the reality. The funny thing is, I got told from, like, professional-level players, team-based players, that same message for, like, two years. And I just refused to, like, back down. Like, it's like, oh, dude, I made top 10. What do you think? Like, I'm, like, I'm, I must be good. I made top 10 MMR. Um, it's, like, it's hard to, like, have that humility and be willing to... Because basically, by accepting your advice, he's saying he admits that you know more about Dota than he does. And I think that that's really hard for the average player to do. Like, for me, it's been really humbling. It's not like I thought I knew more about Dota than Koikva, but it was, like, really humbling to hear Koikva's thoughts about Dota because I was like, holy shit, he's actually just on, like, a whole other level than I am. Like, I, you know, just hearing him discuss things in Dota and the way he looks at things. Dota's a thinking game. Like, Dota is all about how you view what you see. Like, it's how you interpret what you see. Like, that's all it is. Go ahead. I, I, I actually when I was younger in Dota, I, I used to I used to have the mentality that you could you could literally get yourself to 
to like such a mechanical level in Dota that you could just turn your brain off because like you're just that mechanically skilled at Dota and like you, you can just kind of you, you know go into autopilot mode and just you know make your map movements based on what you already know about the game and just and like intuition and stuff and uh over the years uh, like i i'm gonna say specifically over the last four years i have just learned how untrue that is like you cannot stop thinking in 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 competitive you can't think for like you can't ever. stop for like, like five seconds you, you, you every stop. single movement every single action every like everything you do has has so many implications and 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 cause literally that. choosing and, and, between and like, two creep camps right next to each other yeah, or like it, where it, you form the creep wave from the left side or the right side yes, to determine it, whether it, or not you it, die yes and, and like, like your positioning your every single little thing you do just matters so much and like you always have to be thinking about everything and and uh but like the 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 first person who kind of started to make me realize that was fluff and stuff like way back in 20 2014 2015 but but i would say the the players who like really really drilled it into me was uh kyle z freak and moo on uh complexity the first time i competed with them and i mean let me tell you man going like i definitely used to have like a bit of an ego like kind of like what you were talking about of like oh yeah i got high mmr i'm i'm super good at dota but then i played on a team with kyle let me tell you man that ego disappeared kyle ripped through me like time and time again and that was the roughest shit in my dota career like my goodness i mean like kyle and i we get along great outside of dota but I, 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 dude, Kyle destroyed my mentality <laughs> for like a solid year. Kyle just convinced me how bad I was at Dota. <laughs> and I was just like, God, like, not, not to even say he was wrong, because I was bad at Dota. He was so right. But like, you know, it, it, it really, like, I feel like, I feel like you really do have to make that mentality switch to go from like, you know, a mechanically decent pub star player to like, you you just need to get torn through. You need to get roasted. You need to understand just how bad you are compared to like the top of the top players. Because like, you look at these top six TI teams, dude, they are all so good. It is insane how good these top six TI teams are. It like, you watch them. And if you are if you are putting yourself in their shoes and you're actually thinking like every movement they're doing, why they're doing each thing, why they're split pushing when they are, why they're TPing where they are, like why when they're baiting so a four man smoke for their team can come in and co collapse on the enemy team and like get an initiation that you never could have seen coming, but like it, it it's all planned out because the communication is there, the movements are there, everything. It's just like, dude, it is wild. Top six TI players are just like they're they're another breed, man. They really are. It, it is insane how good those teams are. It, like it is baffling how good they are. So I'm just gonna talk about like Ice 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 and uh, Crit specifically because I had them. I played against them today, like twice. I laned against their dual lane twice. Mm -hmm. um, here's a problem I've been having lately. It's kind of like going off of what you just said. Is that uh, okay? So as a caster. I got, like, a lot of praise for how I watched the Enigma game and the um, Liquid game because I pretty much predicted exactly what both teams were going to do. And I feel like um, the crazy part about Dota that people don't understand that we've already touched on 
is that literally every second you have a choice, you have a chance to make the wrong call. Like yeah. every second you could be out of position, you could be late to a fight, you could be inefficient, whatever, right? And if you're if you do that more often than the opponent, even if it's like five times over the course of 40 minutes and they do it twice, like they're going to win the game. And then it's like at the point where both teams are operating perfectly, that's when like the smoke ganks and the you know, the crazy team moves start to actually yeah. decide the game. Um, that's why most of the time when you see like a tier one team versus a tier two team, the game's over by 20 minutes because the tier one teams made like 10 or 20 micro moves that are just better than the opponent. But my point being is that I recently, like when I watch these games, what's crazy to me is that if I could envision, like while I'm just sitting here, got bird's eye view of the game, I like got all the knowledge I could possibly have that you wouldn't have while you're playing. I've got like clear headspace because I'm not focused on playing. These guys are just making the right choice, like 99.8% of the game. And it's just like, it's so easy to predict tier one Dota because if you could think of this perfect play, it's so easy to like, they just do it. They literally just yeah. fucking do it. So and, I was leaning and, and, let me, let me finish real quick. Yeah, sorry. Right, sorry. Right. So I was leaning against crit and ice 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 today. And the problem I've had recently is that 60 to 75% of my games are ranked two to 300 in a games where like most of like the average MMR is like 7,800, 8,000. And I'm just going to be honest. Like, I actually don't have a problem with NA. Like, I've changed my mindset a lot of that. But, like, those games, in comparison to playing, like, top 50 games against, like, Ice 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 and Crit, it's unrecognizable. The game's not even fucking close to the same type of game that you play. And the problem I've had with NA is I don't actually know how to learn the concepts to play against these better players when the majority of my games aren't against them. Like, the only time I feel like I can learn these habits is if I were to be on a team. Like, I actually don't know, like how to learn these habits in pubs. I don't think I can because my games are consistently low enough skill level to actually do these things. I literally get into these games. And I'm like, God, I knew he was going to fucking do that. But like 80% of my games, the guy doesn't do that. You know, like, you know, I'm playing it's ice, ice, ice and, and crit. And like every time I'm even like that far out of position, I'm like, I know crit's about to roll on me in like three seconds. And then he rolls on yeah. me with air spear and I'm like, I already knew that was coming, but like yeah. by the time I knew it, it was already too fucking late. You know, like yeah. you know, fuck, I had to see that like eight seconds ahead of time. Yeah. That's the issue I've been having in pubs is that this dichotomy of like half my games being crazy high skill where I'm like, I actually feel out of place because mm. I'm not thinking the same way they are. And then the other half of the games I feel out of place because I know I'm fucking better conceptually at Dota than these guys. But like Nothing gave me. I was like, "Fuck, man!" Yeah, I feel like I'm in this limbo. I actually feel like I'm in this fucking limbo. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it, sorry, that's it, it, that's my. But, that's, but that, that's just that's just truly what makes Dota so fun. Is it's like so uh, frustrating, dude. I, I mean, yeah, it is frustrating. But like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I personally, I, I've kind of like come to the point where I just I enjoy learning. Like, so, so whenever whenever I have a chance of you know playing playing against Arteezy or whatever, like I, I mean, or uh, some some games I'm against like Arteezy Kit Rack, that, that that's kind of my equivalent to Ice 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 Crit for you. Um, but like so, sometimes I lane against like Arteezy Kit Rack, and it's just like I, I just get excited because I'm like, oh baby, this is gonna be a fun lane because Arteezy he's so good at just aggressing any time I like. I, I, I try and harass him or go for a CS or anything. Like usually when I'm playing Furion, I just kinda like I just kinda get every deny in the lane against these like worst carry players and they just like 
they never actually pressure me. But then I play against Artezi, and it's just like any chance he gets, he's on top of me, hitting me, like taking my mana as anti mage, or you know, uh, uh, hitting me with Ursa or as Ursa, and just like getting Fury swipe stacks up on me. And I, it's like, like it is frustrating, but at the same time, I love it. I love actually getting pressure because I'm like, Dude. oh my god, I actually have to think about how I, how I want to win this. Like, no, today I had like really good games on average. I think like five of my seven games were like top 80 across the board. Like they were really, really good games. And uh, I have to think constantly. And if I get caught not thinking for literally a second, I'll get caught by a smoke ganker or something like that. And I, I actually enjoy those games a lot. I I don't particularly mind the rank two or three hundred games as long as everyone's like trying to win for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. I'd say at least one or th- one out of three, one out of four of those, I get just one guy in the game that just whether it's on the opponent team or mine, he just doesn't feel right. like playing. Uh, and I'm like, well, okay, that makes that game not very fun. But uh, when it comes to like playing against these better players, what I've noticed that you can basically learn about Dota and what I've actually tried to make the center of my focus for teaching people how to get better at Dota maybe they don't realize it because i don't know if i've ever explicitly said it but like every time i don't want them to do something they do it that's like the best players in the world that's how i know somebody is incredibly good i'm like i don't want them to hit me right now i don't want them to dive my tower i don't want them to pull the big camp i don't want them to you know smoke gank me in my triangle i don't want them to do you know these are the things i don't want them to do because it's inconvenient for me or like you know even in lane the micro things that you talk about with rts it's like i want to go for this creep right now and he knows it and that's the second that he blinks on you with anti-mage you know yeah. like that's the second he's going to do that like that's how these good players are it's like they know exactly where you're going to do based on what matters to you it's like yeah if you have an objective no matter how small whether it's getting a last hit whether it's you know smoke ganking for a tower like they know exactly what you don't want to do like their decision making is so flawless based on that it's like I'm not strong enough to defend this mid-tower yet. Boom, they smoke on that mid-tower. It's like, yeah. we're not strong enough to contest them at Roche yet. They, you know, the, I'm 30, I'm 300 gold off BKB, and they know once I get BKB, we take Roche. So they take Roche when I'm 300 gold off BKB. It's like, dude, like, holy shit, they, they know exactly what is required to do what in the game and yeah. what I can't deal with at the current moment. That's why I love playing against them, because it's literally yeah. all it takes to play against them is, what is the worst thing they could do from my perspective, like the most inconvenient thing they could do to me right now. And then they're doing it. They're like yeah. at that moment, they're fucking doing it. Um, and so the problem is like, I don't know the right interpretation in these like lower rank games. Cause sometimes they do it, you know, sometimes they'll do like the proper moves, but most of the time you just have like my four position spear breaker. That's going Midas ags and charging every single creep wave that I'm supposed to be farming. And I'm just like, I, I, I don't know how to play these games. You know, I did, you know, <laughs> like that one guy is just ruining the game. Like, I, I don't know how to play. Like, you know, my viewers see that I'm completely under farmed and I'm like, well, yes, the farm I'm supposed to have is on that guy. Like he has it. So um, that's that's been like my issue, though, is that uh, just the polarity of games has been incredibly high and uh I think what I noticed in EU uh, that has come to my conclusion about what I liked about the region was that the quality of opponent was consistent Mm -hmm. rather than consistently better necessarily. Everyone in the region seems like more leveled out. Like the difference Mm -hmm. between rank 400 and 100 is not that high, I think. 
and eat. Well, well, a lot of that is attributed just to them having a much larger place. That's what I'm saying, though, is like it, it, it makes sense why it works that way. But I'm now realizing in A, just like half your games are complete dog shit and the other half are actually really good games. But like. I, I, I find I, I, a lot of difficulty adjusting from game to game. I, I like if I get two bad games in a row and then suddenly I'm in a good game, usually I'll die once in lane. Mm-hmm. Like because I just got caught stupidly and yeah. I haven't had to think straight for like the last hour and 20 minutes. So it's like it, I know it sounds like an excuse, but like. No, no, I, I, it, 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 it is definitely it, it's very different going from going from, you know, the the games where you have, you know, three top two or like rank 200 or worse players and then go into the games of literally all top 70 players and, you know, four players on each team is on a is on a top four team in the region or whatever. Like, like the, the mentality in the game really does really does just drastically change of just like, you know, you go from kind of this. You you, you, you kind of go from the situation where you can control the tempo of the game with your calls or whatever like consistently and, you know, that like pretty much everyone is just kind of going with your game plan and then like you go to this, go, go, go to this, you know, top 70 game where everyone has their own ideas and their own thoughts and like their own ways that they want to close out the map of the enemy or like what, what objectives they want to play for and no, no one's necessarily wrong. Because like there, there's so many different ways that you can you can approach like like every scenario and like you know so, sometimes sometimes you are gonna want to rainbow TP to the safe lane tower and actually defend at one time and then you know smoke to mid and create your own pressure and you know do stuff like that and like those are the types of moves that you will see in those in those high MMR games but like in, in lower MMR games like it's very rare for you to get like four people on the same page in the in the time frame that you have to get them on the same page of like oh we're gonna go defend the safe lane tower like together usually it's just like one person tp's in three seconds later someone else tp's in and then they like die one by one and you're like oh we lost two heroes and we lost the tower ha damn Unfortunate. Yeah, I think that's the number one mentality I've had to adapt is the whole unfortunate. You know, that sucks. (laughs) Guess we're down by 2000 gold now. Um, So I want to be clear to everyone watching, because for whatever reason, it it just bothers me a lot now is like because I critiqued what could be better. doesn't mean I hate this fucking region, guys. Like I get upset and what I've realized, and I guess I'll clarify again I keep having to clarify recently. I hate about 10% of the people on the server. I I hate them. They are literal subhuman, like, garbage that wants to ruin the fucking game. Like, they actually give a shit about nobody around them. They just fucking want to bring everyone down. Like, that's there's about 10% of them. The other 90% are actually pretty good. Like, they're actually nice to play with. The only problem in the NA region, though, is the lack of players means that rank 200 is way worse than rank 50. Like, it is just way worse. The MMR discrepancy is very high. Like, that's not like flaming the rank 200 guy. It's literally, like, there's just not enough players that are of 9k caliber. So when you queue an EU, or, like, that's the only region I've played in, you get games more consistently with, like, 8,500 to 9k players. But, like, in NA, because half of your games are 7,800 average, it's like, if half my games on the EU server were 7,800 average, of course, like... I would f- get the same impression that I'm getting now. Yeah. Uh, I, what I've actually realized is the region itself, it's just 
it, like there's no solving that aspect though. The only complaint I have is about those ten percent of pieces of garbage that like I just have no desire to play with. I can't avoid all of them. There's like fifty of them. Um, but yeah, the, like there's nothing to do about those guys. But uh, yeah, I, I just I don't feel like what I've tried to do recently, monkeys. I haven't really talked to you about this, but I'm like trying not to like call out the enemy region too much. Like I haven't really said anything during my casts. It's actually Kyle predominantly flaming the shit out of NA. Yeah, um, he's never gonna change. The yeah, I, I actually—if you guys have listened to my cast during this NA DPC I, or during the EU DPC, I haven't actually like—I haven't flamed NA a single time. Uh, I just—I don't feel like I personally can learn here because there's a lot of players in the top twenty-five-ish, thirty-ish that just don't respect me. Like they really just don't. I still get that impression a lot. There's at least ten of them. Um, they just like shit talk me half my games. Uh, they actually just straight up like they just assume I'm going to feed. So they either like overcompensate by playing around me too much or just leave me to die because they just don't give a shit. It, it actually happens a pretty good amount. If you guys watch my games, uh, I'm not going to try to play the victim card. It's actually just really annoying. Uh, I don't really want to play with them. Um, I, I, I've been there myself. Yeah, I don't know what to do about it. I'm like, I know they're better than me. Like, I know they're ranked 20s and 15s on teams, and like, they're better than me. I don't know what to do about it. You know, like, what I the 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 real the epiphany I've had today, though, monkeys. Um, I've kind of been starting to realize it, but like sometimes we all say toxic shit. So like, for instance, I had a rank 70 Ember who kept showing on lane and dying to a puck, and I was like, yeah, dude, you probably can't show on creep waves. And he's like, thanks, man. Thanks for telling me how to play and shit like that. And I was like, okay, you know what? That was probably pretty toxic to tell the rank 70 guy he can't show on creep waves. So you know what I fucking did, monkeys? I fucking apologize to that guy. I, fucking oh, I actually said, Ember, I am sorry for my toxic comment earlier. I shouldn't tell you how to play the game. Like, I actually said that to him. And I was like, damn, you know, like, you know what he, you know what his response was, monkeys? What was that? He said... He said something along the lines of like, it's okay. Like what did like you realize what we could have done differently this game, right? And we started talking about Dota. Dude, it was, I love that's such, such a beautiful moment. Dude, dude <laughs> we actually started talking about Dota. I don't even know who that guy fucking is. He's probably on a team of some shit. And like I actually couldn't believe it. I was like, I half of me expected him to say fuck you. Like half of him expected like I really did expect that. I that was like I don't even say half of me. I think like eighty to ninety percent of me thought like I was gonna get a nice fuck you back, you know, like <laughs> you piece of shit. And like what I realized is that uh, you know this isn't this may be some secret to a lot of people on the internet, but the people you're playing Dota with, they're fucking human beings, guys. Like they're actually fucking human beings. And a lot of the time, not that Legion Commander I just got done playing with, but a lot of the time when they mess up. They just thought something different about the game than you did. You know, it's like when my support's like helping me in lane too much. They thought they needed to help me. They probably had a rank 600 carry on their team last game that when they tried to pull, died three times. And they're like, well, and then the guy bitches at them for, you know, pulling too much and says you need to help me. And then they probably carry that into my game. You know, that's probably what fucking happened. You know, let's give them some credit. So I just want to like, I don't know if this is like some speech or some shit, but like... <laughs> Just remember, guys, if the guy's not intentionally griefing you, that he's probably trying his best to win the game. Now, and it probably was just wrong in your eyes or a different view of the game than you had. 
Now, on the other hand, monkeys, <laughs> what I would like to discuss as a segue here is I say that willingly, and I say that openly, and I say that there's a lot of different views you can have of the Dota game. When I have a rank 100 mid player, when the opponent puck is rotating, he's a morphling that is staticking the wave on his hill, says nothing, and then I get ganked by a rune puck three times, and the puck still has a full HP tower. What am I supposed to think about that? What am I supposed to think about that, monkeys? Like, I said one word that game, and you know what that guy said to me? He said, how come BSJ is so fucking annoying? And I was like, I was like, I was like, I don't even know what to say to that dude. Like, what do I say to that? What I what I literally said to him was like, after we took a fight, after we took a fight, what happened was I got caught as Wraith King and I had to use my ultimate in BKB and we were disengaging. And as we we're like running away, we lost like a support. He just goes in saying, let's get him. And then just feeds. And I'm like, dude, I, he's like, oh, I thought we were fighting. I'm like, I don't have BKB or ult. And you're like running. Like, what the fuck are you doing? And he said, he said, you're so fucking annoying. <laughs> I mean, you? What did I do, yeah. monkeys? I'm trying so hard, like, man. Yeah, I'm trying to be PMA, monkeys. I'm trying. See, see that, that stuff really isn't... That shit really isn't your fault. I, I think, like, a lot of that just stems on to, like... It, it kind of goes off what you said before. Like, Dota players are human beings, and, you, you know... You usually what what I've learned, and you know, I I'm not even I'm not even perfect at communicating in pubs. Like I do my best to you know not say anything uh, in hindsight or anything because you know hindsight's twenty twenty. And like, I, I, in my opinion, the most toxic thing that people do in pubs all the time is you know a play goes wrong or like so, something bad happens, and then everyone starts talking about what you could have done before the play went wrong and like what you could have done differently like and that's like it's already done right and it can't yeah, be changed yeah, yeah. and, and it can't like, be undone that, yeah that's not how you communicate in dota it's like whatever just happened like i don't care how bad it was how unfortunate it was like i don't care about any of that shit talk about what you can do like like, like someone someone gets picked off in a shit way just go all right when this guy's up we should go smoke and like try and make this happen or when this guy is up let's finish these two items and then like and then maybe we're going to be able to do something like in like moving forward right um oh my god i'm losing my train of thought i had i had something choo choo uh, monkeys get back on the train hurry yeah i'm trying i'm trying i'm trying um what what i was going to say was like I, I i'm not even perfect at communicating in pubs but or, or yeah what, what what i was going to say is like with, with stuff like that it's like you know that that morph he probably went in and like you know in his mind he's like oh yeah we're gonna fight we're gonna go do something like we're gonna kill him all and then he just goes in and dies or something and then it's like you you have to understand like he already probably feels like shit about himself right like he he just, he just waveformed into like the enemy team and just died by himself so then it's like Literally, when you when you when you go like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we're we're waiting for this item. It's like a, after he dies, like he's probably clicking on his allied heroes and stuff, and he's probably like, oh yeah, like I I'm fucking stupid. And like, like if he if he's self reflective at all, that's probably the thoughts that's going through his head already, like innately, right? And then and then you and then you comment about how stupid that play was, and then he like and then he's just like, fuck man, I know. 
I'm fucking stupid. I shouldn't have done that. Like, I get it. Like, like yeah, yeah, you know, it's kind of like rubbing salt in the wound almost when when you when you do stuff like that in pubs. And but but like then the other. It's issue, so hard to say nothing. No, 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 no. no you no, are no. absolutely correct. It is just but, it's so fucking hard to but, see that shit no, 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 and just no, say no, nothing. For sure. But but the the other, You're the right, other though. issue You're with right. pubs. The other issue with pubs, though, is that um is that the only the only chance that you have to even talk about Dota with the majority of these people, because not everyone is on everyone's friends list, is like the only time you can talk about the game is literally in the game. So like like if you if you want to have any opinion about someone else's play, the only time that you can talk about it is like when someone's dead and like you can't do anything as a team or like something like that. So then like it's kind of like a chain reaction of like Oh, people want to get their opinions in of you know talking about Dota with each other and being like, dude, what are you doing? Like, th this is so dumb. But then it's like that just kind of like that just kind of tilts you even more in the game, right? Because it's like you just you just made a bad play. The last thing you want to do is talk about that bad play in mid game because it's then like then you're just thinking to yourself, oh my god, this was so garbage. Like, why did I do this? Oh. <laughs> it's true. Uh, there's no worse time to talk about. A mistake than right after it happens yeah i uh i i acknowledged it i acknowledged it on my stream and i said eh, i definitely became toxic this game i uh i think for me what i've been working on is that maybe just be toxic like one or two games a day maybe just maybe like max one or two i'll give myself like an allowance right now like i'm trying not to be but uh, I feel like if I go from being passive aggressive whenever I'm losing to maybe being passive aggressive once a day, yeah, okay, <laughs> okay. You know, now I'm starting to acknowledge it while it's happening, so I can be apologetic. I feel like I'm making strides. I feel like the things I'm trying to do, a lot of people, uh, at least in NA, not because like they suck, but because I play mostly with NA and I know it could be done. A lot of them could be fixed. A lot of a lot of people don't do that. As you said, there's a lot of people that focus on the mistakes that already happened and they harp on it a lot and it has nothing to do with how to win the game. I'm like, hey guys, can we just talk about like how we're gonna win this game? You know, like that'd be cool. Um I think the you mentioned what you think is like one of the most toxic things. And while I do have that up there, I think one of the most toxic things is my teammates. When one of them is griefing, like straight up, like they, you know, it's the Brown Boots Midas Legion, that the remaining four, or like I guess the remaining three, not including me, spend their entire game bickering and arguing with that guy rather than playing. And for me, I'm like, okay, guys, if we have one idiot, we can maybe win the game. Okay, we can maybe win the game. But the second that you start arguing and bickering with that one idiot, you also joined him in idiocy. You are now also an idiot. So can you guys not make it so I have three or four idiots on my team and just make it one? I need you guys in chat and everyone watching this, wherever you may see it, for the love of God, if somebody you know is intentionally ruining the game or they're not trying their best to win, please mute them, act like they don't exist, and try to win the game. Please, like Dota would just be so much better. At this point, I actually think the people that talk to that guy are worse than the guy. Like, I actually think it's more annoying for them to be arguing with that guy because no, they're also enabling him. They're also like yeah. giving yeah, they're, them they're, the they're, attention yeah, that yeah, they exactly. want. Yeah, exactly. So 
I, I just want to say, guys, that I think four out of five people can win the game most of the time. Like, meaning you're not going to win. When I say they can win most of the time, I mean, like, most games are not unwinnable when you have one idiot. But the second one of you guys joins in, I used to do it a lot. I sometimes still do it, but I still, like, I, like, I think I've gotten way better at it. The minute one other person joins in, the game's over. Like, the minute one of you catches the fucking idiocy disease, it's done. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I, I just want to give that PSA. I want to give the PSA. It is a hard thing to learn. It is really hard to have the discipline to just ignore that guy. It is very difficult that doesn't mean it's not what you're supposed to do guys please that's all, that's all i got you know what request for any if there's any top 500 to a thousand north american dota players in this chat please for the love of god i would love you what? so much more <laughs> one one other thing just on uh, just on the topic of things or like behavior that we consider super toxic the other the other type of behavior that i find really toxic is kind of like the opposite end of the spectrum that we were just talking about where like there, there there's there's one player who like is trying to make the correct play but he requires his team to make the correct play yeah but he doesn't say anything to his team about making the correct play or anything he just he just like goes to the area of the map that like while he's technically correct in like yes we are supposed to play that area of the map but he just does it alone goes into like three heroes and dies by himself without saying a single word and when after he dies by himself pings the team and goes what the hell guys why aren't we here we should be here i'm dead because of you guys and it's just like i mean if you if you like said something and tried to get the team to go there and like waited the appropriate amount of time and then did that, okay, sure, I can understand your frustrations, but I've been part, a culprit of that one myself. <laughs> I think it's very easy to do that as a carry player because mm, but, I, I think specifically carries do that the most. Um, yeah, I, I think I, it's I'll really like hard um, as a carry mentally. So I want to give, I, I want to express some empathy not make excuses. I want to express some empathy because I know I used to do this a lot, but I'm actually trying mm -hmm. to do it way less. Um, I think I've gotten way better at that too. But uh, it's really hard to go from game to game, as I mentioned earlier, where half the time you have like really good support players who like play around you exactly as they should. They're the ones making calls. And like the other half of the games, you're like, guys, I've got a BKB, let's go fight. And then you just see two people feeding all over the map. It's like, it, it's actually really taxing, but no, sure. at the end of the day, what you're saying is incredibly toxic. It, like, it is toxic as like somebody who's expecting their team to do something, especially when you haven't communicated that what that something is. Yeah. And just a reminder out there to people that like, if you want something done, like try to communicate oh, it. Communicate. If the guy doesn't listen, then you have the only thing you can do is just not do it like just don't and like because yeah. the worst thing i agree with is that you say let's go push top guys nobody shows up you go push top and you feed because nobody's there and then you say guys i told you to come top you know <laughs> like it's like you're the like what i've realized in those games and i'm sure the lower and more you go the more likely it is to happen you actually just have to sit back and wait for your team to eventually do what you want them to do. 
Like, so yeah. if I know my objective, for instance, as a carry, say I got a BKB, I'm like, I'm ready to fucking take Rush. I'm going to hit creeps until my three or four heroes walk into Roche. Like, that is what I'm going to do. I'll just say, hey, guys, I'm ready to do Roche whenever. I'm ready to take top tower whenever. Like, that's what I'll say. That's what been my coping mechanism has been. And it's actually worked a lot. Whenever I'm in low skill games, like rank 500 or less, and I say that, and I just wait. I literally just fucking wait. We actually end up winning the game. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Like... The fact is, if your team is bad enough to not hit the timings, most likely the opponent team is the same way. Like, that's <laughs> that's how MMR works. So there are games, though, like my last one, where your offlaner just goes 0-8 with a Midas, and you're going to lose the game. Like, that happens, too. And we have to embrace those games as, like, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. What I want to wrap up this podcast with, because it's been about 50 minutes, we've, you know, been a good conversation. I actually got a donation question. It didn't go off because I don't have alerts on. But it's actually a good question, so I'll ask it. Somebody said, I feel like if I was a streamer, I would be way less toxic in game because at least you can vent your frustrations to chat instead of tilting your team. Do you feel that way at all? What do you think, Monkeys? Um, You know, to to an extent, I, I definitely think there there is some truth to that. Like, it it, it is... Uh cathartic to be able to vent your frustrations and have people kind of listen to you and just you know kind of sympathize with you uh when you when you do have like these negative experiences and stuff um so so definitely i i mean for for sure like i i i would say that that is a benefit of streaming like without a doubt um I, I mean, don't don't get me wrong though. There are also a lot of stressors of streaming, like you know, having having chat like literally analyze every single move you do and like laugh at every mistake you make, even though like Dota is a very high tempo, like high speed game where you know you're constantly making a ton of micro decisions and like you know, obviously if you're not playing Dota, it's a lot easier to have in, uh, like as you've said before a bird's eye view of the game and just kind of like you know understand the map positioning and stuff and like everything but uh but for for sure like it 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 does help um it does help just just you know with not being as toxic and not being as frustrated to your team um because i mean you know venting is definitely a useful thing for in any human being no matter who you are (laughs) um and uh, there, there, there's one other thing I wanted to say, but uh, I'm kind of blanking on it. So, so you you can go <laughs> if, if you have something. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll just give a brief. Like, I think we talked about it with Crit when he guessed it on the podcast. I think yeah. that would be a good episode for you to watch. Uh, Kia Kia Doral, the guy that donated, uh, he talks a really good amount about like his perspective of streaming. I think it was like a really mature, well understood. Like he he has a good grasp of the positives yeah, and negatives sure. of streaming. For me, I think the worst part about streaming is, you know, you, you you said yourself in game that one of the worst things you can do is like flame somebody immediately after they mess up. Mm. What I'll tell each and every viewer here right now is that the odds are about 99.9% that if you can point out a mistake that I made, I know I made that mistake. Okay? I am way better at Dota, so is Monkeys, than you are. So if you can tell that we messed up, we almost certainly know that we messed up and it is incredibly toxic imagine if you got out of a game and you knew you threw the game and you had people telling you you threw the game repeatedly and how they think you should have played and how you could have done that better it is incredibly toxic 
and is really hard to deal with and get used to as a streamer. So what I'll say is like for me personally, when I'm having days like this where I'm not even in a bad mood, I, I just didn't feel like dealing with people. I just wanted to focus on the game. I don't know if you've had these type of days, oh, but uh, where I, I already know where you're going. Yeah, <laughs> I just have days where I know if somebody in chat does something stupid, I'm going to react poorly to it. Like, I know I'm going to get pissed at the guy who's just trolling me Dude, or is just some dumbass so on the internet. Yes. I was yeah. so bad with that. So any day that I know I will react negatively to my chat, I just no cam, no mic. I, that's what I've started doing. I just do no mm. cam, no mic. And all my viewers are like, you know, BSJ, can you unmute team talk and all that kind of stuff? But for me, when I'm in that mood, what I notice is I want to vent. Like I want, like people have probably noticed how much I'm venting right now. Probably they definitely noticed. <laughs> like if I had left my cam on and my mic on today, every time one of my teammates was doing some stupid shit, I'd be venting every single time. Even in the games I won, where I was actually pretty in PMA during the game. And I've noticed mm -hmm. if I mute myself and I turn my cam off, in those games, when one of my teammates is being a complete dumbass, as long as it's not so game losing that, you know, like that Legion or whatever, that I just objectively look at the game and say, okay, how do we win? You know, like, mm -hmm. how, how can I play this game? I don't really say much to my teammates. You know, like, I, I usually am much less toxic, much more objectively viewing of the game. So as a streamer, there are a lot of positives. Like, you get held accountable. That was, like, the TLDR of what uh, Crit said. You know, as a streamer, he, he feels like he has to be better behaved and more respectful because there's a lot of people watching him. Yeah. But then there's also that aspect of... All the things we've talked about from toxic teammates talking to you about Dota right after you make a mistake and stuff, chat does that like a hundredfold. Like you guys actually just do that insanely ridiculous amount that I just can't stand. So it's not all of you, but I, the beauty of this conversation that I want to have, just to wrap up my point, is that there are a lot of you in chat that do that without realizing you're toxic. Like you're not trying to be toxic. You're not trying to troll the streamer. You're actually just trying to talk about the game, but the way you come off is so toxic. So well, it's because it's because it's through text, right? Like, yeah, you, you really don't you don't have the context of like how people are saying. Like, I I there I swear people are sarcastic in my chat all the time, but like I it's I not fucking funny when you just came yeah, out of a really tilting game, yeah, and, and especially funny. like if I don't recognize your name and like I don't actually know like who you are as a viewer or something like. I, if if you try to be sarcastic with me, I'm just gonna take or like read what you say seriously, and I'm just gonna be like. Well, shit, you're just being an asshole. Like, you're literally just an ass. I, I don't want to deal with you. <laughs> like, yeah. So nowadays, I've tried to assume people aren't uh, being assholes. Like, they just don't realize that they're being assholes. So a lot of time, if it looks like that, I'll just, like, time them out for 24 hours. And I'll say, hey, man, I don't appreciate you talking to me like that. But, like, I understand you probably weren't trying to, you know, be an ass. There was, like, one guy I had to permaban from donating. Like, I just... <laughs> Right after I got out of probably like a five game loss streak, the last game itself was one of the most tilting games of Dota I've ever played. And he just donated saying, you should have just bought a BKB. I just fucking permabanned his donations. I was like, dude, you fuck you, man. I didn't like, even know you could ban yeah, if you, Yeah, you can ban people from, from donating. Um, I'm like, dude, you probably didn't mean it, but that was like actually the most fucking annoying donation I've received in like a year. So you're fucking donated from banning. Probably cost myself like a hundred bucks there because he kind of donates a decent amount, but hey, you know, <laughs> what, what can you fucking do? Um, but yeah, that so that funny to me. yeah, I figured that would be a, a bit of a comic relief. I, I think that this, you know, I, there's a lot of people in my chat that are like memeing about how much I'm complaining. 
I think this is like reasonable venting. I think it's okay to vent about shit that's frustrating because I also it, think it, we're talking about ways to do it better, ways to handle it better. It, it's kind it, of this dull. conversation has actually just been incredibly productive in my. In I, my I have. Like, I feel better <laughs> after this conversation, monkeys. Like, I, if, if people genuinely think like you're venting, venting too much or anything, like I, they, they, they just don't understand how stressful that yeah. is. As what I will say, guys. <laughs> The guy that says I'm venting and like just bitching this whole time, you're the kind of guy that has no girlfriend because whenever they try to talk about their feelings, you try to solve their problems for them rather than just listening. You guys realize that all it takes to process is to just like all it takes to fix things is to just process shit, dude. Like so many times when you're stressed out, when you had a bad day, when you have something in your life that's causing you issues, all you want to do is just tell somebody about it. Have them acknowledge that it is something that's worth being like that. They that they're. It's not like good to dwell on it, but it's okay that it stressed you out in the first place. Okay, I I feel like a lot of us, us toxic masculinity, you know. Whatever all the words that we would use, probably I'm probably getting called soy boy right now and shit monkeys. <laughs> It's okay for shit to frustrate you, and it's okay to talk to somebody about no, it. For sure. I, That's I mean, what I, I'm telling I, you guys. I, I, I'm not laughing at the message. I'm laughing, I'm laughing at you just calling that one specific viewer. You know he's that guy, though. You know he's that guy. He's no, probably sure. like, his no, girlfriend's probably well. crying after having a bad day at work, and he said, can you just stop crying now? Like, that's probably that guy, you know? You're so, not wrong. You're not uh, wrong. that's just... Uh, that's just how it goes. I uh, I've, I I always enjoy my conversations with you, monkeys. Sounds like a lot yeah, of people, uh, a lot of people in chat have enjoyed it too. Um, we should do this more often, monkeys. We've only been doing it once every couple weeks, you know. <laughs> I mean, we say that all the time. Yeah, it's like two weeks go by, and we're like, oh yeah, we should do the podcast. <laughs> it's more so Glatzar, you know, saying, "Hey, you guys, <laughs> yeah, podcast anytime now." <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I, uh, I'm just kidding guys. We, it's one of those things where as Dota players, every time I'm sure this is similar for you monkeys as a final thought, final thought. Every time I talk about mentioning the podcast, I think to myself, but that's one less Dota game. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so hard <laughs> with you're so addicted to Dota. Dude, with it's every so everything in Dota that I have to do for my job or whatever that's like not a game of Dota, you're like, but I could have played a game of Dota right there. <laughs> you know? That's I, uh I know. literally everything that you compare to like like time wise, you're like, alright, I could go to the gym and work out, or I could play two games of Dota. <laughs> It really is true, you know, it's a problem, <laughs> especially for workaholics such as myself. But uh, thanks again, monkeys. Uh, love thanks talking to you, buddy. Me. Enjoy it as always. Have and, a good night, uh, buddy. Yep. Yeah. Bye, podcast people. Yeah, bye, podcast. <laughs>